Welcome to Aquabit, the host with Julius Ricardo Stanton. Racist Professor Griff, you're listening to Junius Ricardo Stanton. Straight up, we're teaching you all those things you need to know from the neck up, alright? We're definitely doing a checkup from the neck up. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy, the ex-minister. I'm out. Peace. Welcome to Aquabit. Akoben is an Andinkra word and symbol of the Akan people of Ghana in West Africa. It is a specially carved animal's horn that makes a distinct and unique sound. And in traditional culture, the Akoben is used to call the villagers to assembly, preparation, to alert them, and in extreme cases, mobilization. Today we're sounding the Akoben to inform you about an online magazine called On The Scene Magazine and we'll interview the founder and publisher Sophia Warren Moore following these messages so don't go anywhere we'll be right back this is Aquaben my name is Junius Ricardo Stanton Greetings to the Internet Radio family. This is Reverend Valentine speaking. You know, for nearly 30 years, I have had the distinct experience of being interviewed over every medium of communication available to the public. And except for the metaphysical underground, I can think of no other electronic venue that has been more progressive, more innovative, more insightful, more diligent, more diverse in its demographics, and more courageously supportive of the truth than this ever-growing phenomenon called Internet Radio. And this is precisely why I'm here to tell you that it is so vital that you give your wholehearted support to it. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two, three, and four of your friends. If you are a business owner, support Internet Radio by telling your customers and constituents all about us. Let them know that there is a legitimate and important substitute to all of the prefabricated, super-censored garbage polluting our public airways today. Don't allow the mass media to continue to treat you like a mindless consumer drone. Enhance your awareness. Indulge your critical thinking, your reasoning, and your analysis. Do as I do. Log on, listen in, and then let it be known all about your internet radio experience. Chimatep, beloved family, thank you for listening. Walk in light. This is a meditative, relaxing moment with Junius Ricardo Stanton encouraging you to relax, let your shoulders drop naturally, normally, breathe in through your nose, take a deep breath, let your abdomen expand, relax, hold it for a count of five, four, three, two, one, exhale, let your abdomen sink in, relax, take a deep breath, 
Inhale, let your abdomen expand. Hold it, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, softly, relax. Monitor your thoughts. Don't resist what you see, the images. Relax, focus on your breathing. Inhale, deep, let your abdomen expand. Hold it, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, relax. Continue to monitor your breathing. Focus only on your breathing. Relax, let the tension flow outward from you. Inhale, fully, fully expand your abdomen. Fill your lungs with life-giving oxygen and air. Hold it, five, four, three, two, one, exhale, relax, relax, relax. Perk up and be prepared to resume your day in an extremely relaxed state of mind, being, and health. Till next time, stay strong and stay healthy. Listening to Akuban, a call to awareness, a call to alertness, a call to action, and a call to war, with Junius Ricardo Stanton. And welcome back. As I mentioned, our guest is Sophia Warren Moore. She's the founder and the publisher of On the Scene magazine, and she's on the line, and we'll speak to her right now. Sophia Warren Moore. She's the owner, founder, and publisher of On the Scene magazine. She's actually a fourth generation publisher, entrepreneur. And it's my pleasure to welcome her to the program. Full disclosure, I worked for her father at the New Observer, and I'm now contribute to On the Scene magazine. So welcome, Sophia. How are you? Thank you, thank you. I am well, and it's such a pleasure, an honor, and a privilege to sit and speak with you. So thank you for having me here. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, I said that you were a fourth-generation publisher. So take us back to your great-grandfather, J.H. Warren, Sr. Sure. So J.H. Warren um, Sr. is my great-grandfather, and he um, was the first. Uh, he was the first publisher and editor um, of my lineage on my father's father's side. And he started the Washington New Observer. Um, but prior to that, he was an editor for the Pittsburgh Courier, and also had another publication that he uh, created called Highlight. 
Um, so he was always into, from what I understand, into media and in publication and publishing. But um, he was always interested in, in highlighting um, informative, informative information, if that makes sense. He was also always resourceful and um, making sure that the people got the information that they needed. Um, so that was really important for me to, to learn and to also um, adhere by. So he was the beginning of it. Um, following him was his son, J. Hugo Warren, Jr., who, um, who followed in his steps and um, also led the Washington Observer after his father. And then my father was the founder and the publisher and editor of the Philadelphia New Observer, um, which was in our bloodline, which he got from directly working with his father and his grandfather. And the New Observer and all of the new, both of the new the newspapers were dedicated to um, being a people's publication, if you will. Um, we were, they were always dedicated to being resourceful, informative, encouraging, um, and that's what I aspire to be too. So that's where it all all began. Um, in regards to the legacy. Mm -hmm. Now we also have a, a, a indirect connection because your great grandfather was from Southampton County. Mm -hmm. My father's people are from Southampton County, and you guys, from what I understand, live the next little town over. We're from Zuni, and you guys were from Ivor. Yep, you got it. You definitely from Ivor. I've had the opportunity to um, see my family and visit. Um, we still have our family land there, um, mm -hmm. so I have the opportunity to visit that, and it's definitely a blessing. So yes, we do. We do have um, multiple connections. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's even bigger because there was another Warren family, and one of my cousins married uh, into your family, and so I had the opportunity one several years ago when the NMPA convention was in Norfolk to tell your father and hook up a meeting with his cousin Lemuel, uh, he was able to meet him and, and you know, make, make that kind of connection. But uh, why did you determine to go into publishing yourself? So it's interesting you asked that, um, and I think what made me start it and what makes me continue to strive to do it is the void of um, not only positive information, but information of substance. Um, I think that we are inundated with negativity and sensationalized news that I don't really think is food for thought or resourceful for our people. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what really drives me, what drove me and continues to drive me on a daily basis to um, contrib contribute in a positive manner um, information that can be utilized um, for multiple and many people. Well, I do know since I... Uh, was a writer for the Philadelphia New Observer as well as several other papers in and around Philadelphia. Your paper was, a, your dad's paper was the, the most diverse in terms of being a people paper. It addressed the hard political issues, which, as you know, is difficult because you have to depend on advertising. And he never shot from the uh, controversial issues. He had controversial editors, con he had people who were conscious, and uh, the, the paper actually has is, is been a big void since it stopped because there was nothing like it in the area. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, with that being said, I kind of wanted to um, 
you know, kind of step in and, and do my best at trying to fill that void um, because I think that is necessary. Um, and I'm just grateful and blessed that I was able to be raised in that environment um, because I understand the importance of it. And I absolutely think that there is a void that needs to be filled. And not only in our area, I'm thankful for um, the times that we, that we are in with, um, you know, technology and globalization that um, we can now expand and not only just focus on our, our you know, our, our tri-state area, but we can focus nationally, if not globally, um, on some impactful issues. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that, too. Well, you a little jumped ahead of me because I was going to ask you, <laughs> why did you choose a digital format as opposed to a hard copy? But you pretty much answered that. But what, what were some of the other considerations for making the choice to go digital? Sure. Um, there were a lot of things that, um, that kind of contributed to that because I'm not going to lie, I still enjoy um, feeling paper. I enjoy um, holding it and flipping the pages, the smell of it. <laughs> I absolutely enjoy it, but being a realist and also understanding the times that we're in, um, you know, digital is, is better for the environment. Um, I, it's more time sensitive. I can um, address or um, highlight or publish um, information in a more timely manner, um, not only faster, but uh, more voluminous as well. Um, and also the reach, as you mentioned, the reach is not only as far as our physical print goes, but as far as our digital demand goes, um, so that, were, that was a lot of the factors that I, I, I took into consideration. Mm -hmm. Do you have a specific editorial philosophy, a point of view um, that you in, instilled in the, in the creation of the magazine and that the magazine constantly reflects? Absolutely. Um, so one of our mantras is encouraging urban urban influence, and I think that that speaks a lot in itself um, because anything that we publish is it, encouraging in one way or another, in some perspective. Um, and another one that we go by is helping through information. So I think that with those two together, um, it, it, it kind of instills um, the mission of the magazine. Mm. Now, unlike the New Observer and the Washington Observer that were primarily local, they did cover national and international, you don't seem to be localized. I mean, it's, no. it's stated that it's from, from the Philadelphia area, but you seem to have a much, much broader outreach and you seem to have more uh, content that is regional, national, and international. So was that Absolutely. Was that a deliberate decision? Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. It was definitely an, uh, a deliberate decision because I felt like we could have. Um, I, I felt like we. There's a lot of groundwork to be covered in our in our own neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to limit myself, and I felt as though um, you know yes. nationally and in other regions um, could benefit from our information, and we could benefit from penetrating those markets as well. Um, so it was definitely a deliberate decision, again, especially, especially with technology, when you have the aptitude to, the ability to reach, you know, um, a broader base, then why not use it? Did the fact that you had a broad base uh, impact on your decisions in terms of the advertising? Because a lot of times, particularly when the Internet first came out and you had locally based company, I, I was on internet radio stations that 
basically were using the internet, but they didn't have a full grasp of how to use it to market. So you're a marketer, you learned from your dad and you did some other things. So how has that changed from, say, traditional newspaper and magazine publishing to doing an online magazine in terms of advertising? And how do you attract those advertisers? So it's interesting you said that because I just had a meeting. I was just in a meeting the other day, and we were kind of speaking about that um, because it has certainly changed, right? But I also feel like the more things change, they kind of also stay the same. You just kind of have to figure a different way at how to do it. Um, so instead of, um, I guess, before, and, and, and even now, it's kind of, it's all, always dedicated to or a factor's traffic. But I also think that um, what what brings our traffic is the content. So speaking to the content, that kind of is what, what brings our, 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 our traffic to our site. Um, so we're seeing a demand, and we're seeing that we're in a niche market, and we're providing something that not many, if anybody else, is really doing. That gives us the leverage um, to utilize that when we're when we're discussing um, advertising. But I will say that advertising is a little different as well with um, not only the introduction, but the the I guess the heavy usage of like social media, um, mm -hmm. because I think that's I think that changed the game incredibly as well. Because a lot of people are getting free advertisement um, in different ways and, and are utilizing it, so they may not. People aren't thinking to using the traditional um, vehicles advertised, and that's when you kind of have to be um, again, as I said, you kind of have to be creative and, and attract them to your site with other things like your content. Right? It's not just sensationalized, but it's things that. Um, is, is a substance. So right. I think that that's kind of how I try to um, balance it. But it's always, I think it's an ever-changing um, industry or market. Now, do you have to adhere to the typical advertising, you know, where you, ha you say, I have a certified readership of so-and-so, or we get so many unique hits every day or weekly or monthly, whatever. Does that impact your uh, revenue and the sponsors, say like a newspaper or a traditional radio station, a terrestrial radio station would do? Or is it different? So it, well, so it can, and again, so it can. And that, so what I've used um, as a younger publication that's growing, and we do have, um, we have a nice readership, but of, of course we're growing. And so what I, that's something that I've used in those meetings is to kind of as leverage um, our readership, but also the content that we have that we're growing and that we're also developing and incorporating um, a different market than what you may see from um, just something that <clears throat> a straightforward uh, niche market. So that's something that we have definitely had to, it was a challenge um, because it's, it's changing again with the uh, electronic market, but it's something that's heavily utilized as well. They all, they, they do use the circulation, circulation audit. Um, but again, I think something that's, that's kind of been a benefit for me is um, is our product in itself. Um, I think a lot of people base our value on that, and that's what I'm proud to, to say as well. Mm. Now we're going to share on the screen a shot of the magazine so the people who are looking at this can get a feel for what you're doing. So walk us through the layout process because it's in ways it's probably similar to traditional layout for a newspaper or magazines, but I'm sure there, there are ways that are, are different. Sure, absolutely. Um, 
Okay, there it goes. <laughs> so, so the layout is... Go ahead. No, so take us through, you have your banner, uh, so take us through the layout and, and what type of decisions go into actually printing the uh, magazine or publishing the magazine. Right, so what I'd like to say is, um, so what I, I think a, a benefit or an advantage of having a digital publication versus a print uh, publication is, again, the time sensitivity, but also... Um, you have the ability to, like, I can create all the space that I need, right? Um, so I think that that is, and it's not, in depth, it's not infinite, but it's, 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 I definitely have more um, ability to create more space in a digital perspective than I do in a print version. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. something that I always um, am appreciative. Um, like, you know, with the, the newspaper we have. Eight pages okay. per issue. Right, exactly. Pages per issue, and even the space of the pages. So you know, you have a certain cutout of, um, you know, what your what your what your specs are for actual physical print. Um, but you can kind of manipulate it differently with digital than you would with, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, it can kind of be manipulated different with our banners, um, and even just with the the, the page con the sizing of the content can be manipulated a little bit differently and, and more quickly, should I say, um, with print. Um, now below you have this advertise with us. So how if somebody saw this and saw this as a great opportunity to get their service or their product out there, how would they go about advertising on on the scene magazine? So they could contact us. So below there, um, there should be a, a button um, for um, a multitude of people who would like to contact us in regards to say writers. Um, there should be um, a button there to contact us for advertisement. There you go. So we have advertising opportunities. We have writing opportunities, um, photographer opportunities. And we also have an internship program that we just um, created as well. And we have to put that button there. But we have an internship program that we are in the midst of working with Temple University um, to get some young and fresh talent. Um, I think that it's important for us to stay on the ground and stay close to the ground and um, kind of be involved in um, mentoring and, and the mentoring and, and the growing of um, young journalists and editors and publishers of that matter, too. Okay. Now, you are a lifestyle magazine, so you cover the full gamut. You do... Uh, as they can see on their banner, you do news, sports, entertainment, fashion, education, business, health, and you have a store. Um, do you lean in a particular topic per issue? Do you do themes? Do how to how when you when you're putting the issues together? What are some of the thoughts and and ideas that go into the process? Sure, absolutely. Um, so we do have themes um, that we go for, and I got it from um, I got it from my dad. Uh, I remember whenever he had his supplements, you know, for different times of the year, um, like towards August, there was the education supplement, um, uh, the political supplements, which is something that I'm actually getting into right now. Um, uh, June was Black Music Month. Um, you know, there were so many things that he would he would focus on during the editorial calendar, and I. I'm happy to say I follow I follow suit and I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now you do your own promotions, and one of the ways you do it is by selling merchandise. So we see some of the merchandise on the screen. Uh, 
Are you planning to expand the line that you offer? Uh, what's, and, and I rel uh, recognize this is relatively new, so tell us about that. What's, what's happening with that? So it's so interesting and amazing that you asked that question because if you might have asked it a few weeks ago, I would have a different answer. Um, but it is beautifully and organically growing to something that I didn't imagine that it would. And so we started with, uh, so let me, let me go back. So um, we started with one hoodie, and the slogan was, um, the black press is the voice of black America. Mm -hmm. And that saying came from my grandfather who had it on a, printed on a T-shirt back in the 70s. And I have the original shirt with my father's shirt, and I, I was always taking my dad's clothes. I always take his clothes. And I had this shirt, and it just, it was like an epiphany. I was like, wow, the black press is the voice of black America. And um, I went, I saw if it was, you know, trademarked. It wasn't, so I went and protected it. And um, the first thing I did was I, I brought it out in merchandise form of a hoodie. Um, and then we expanded it to a T-shirt. And now we have um, another uh, edition or another line that's coming out soon um, that's very inspiring as well. And, um, yeah, I have, I have some amazing projects, something else I really can't speak about yet, but it's, I really want to um, be an innovator in, in the media world. And it's something that I got from my dad, too. If you remember, um, the tagline for the New Observer, the Philadelphia New Observer, was um, innovators of the positive news format. And so it's something that I really want to continue, and um, it's something that I lean, I lean on. So when you ask also about maybe the, the editorial calendar, um, we absolutely rely on the calendar and the editorial schedule, but um, in all in all respect, everything just has to be from a positive perspective. So, right. um, you know, that's all. It, it, again, I, I say we cover everything from education to entertainment. I like to call it edutainment, mm -hmm. um, but as long as it's from a positive perspective. So, yeah, that's that's where it came from. I'm very excited about this this project. We've been shipping things like nationally. We've literally been shipping our items nationally nationally now, and it's only been in out for about two or three months now, so I'm really excited about it. The URL for the magazine is what? It's www.onthescenemagazine.com. Now, at this point, it's free. It says, but yeah, I see down here it says subscribe, so is there a subscription? Sure, absolutely. It's a free subscription. Um, the, the subscription, if um, your viewers would like to join, it's a free subscription, and they will be alerted. They'll get an email with our updates and our newest editions as soon as they're uploaded. Okay. Now, do you have a schedule? Because the new Philadelphia New Observer was weekly, and right. one of the, the positives about digital publishing is that you can do it at any time and you can stay on top of breaking issues and you have access if you have the staff to put out you know pictures as well as content so what's what's your publishing schedule so it's a good question so we've been growing so much that um i'll say honestly when we first started we started out with the schedule of a traditional magazine like was month once a month but as you mentioned with having the digital capabilities we're able to, to, to publish a lot more frequently than that. Um, so now we're on a bi-weekly basis. And as, as I mentioned, we're always looking for writers and photographers and people to contribute because we would love to. Um, our ultimate goal is to be actually on a daily basis, but we would like to move weekly in the near future as well. So just make sure you're on the scene to stay on the scene, and you'll make sure that you'll get all our updates. 
Now, are you planning to uh, bring in content like video content and audio content? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're working on now as well. Um, that's exactly what we're working on now. Um, yeah, I believe we have... We have some videos on there now, and I think it's an it's in an entertainment in the entertainment section. But that's something that we are growing with and diversifying as well with. Okay, now how has COVID impact what you're doing and your growth uh, projections and and what you wanted to do at this time, say a year ago or two years ago? Uh, interesting question. Um, at first, I thought that COVID stagnated me because. Um, Right before COVID hit, I was um, invited to numerous events, but one of it was one of the biggest events that I was invited to was um, South by Southwest. Uh, uh, I think a concert festival in, in Dallas, Texas, and or was in Austin, Austin, Texas. But it was um, it was for me it was it was um, an honor because I was taught uh, again from a national event organization to cover it, but then everything was shut down because of COVID. So at first I thought it was kind of a stagnating um, occurrence, but when I look back at it, I kind of took the lesson and the blessing, that's what I like to call it too, so I re-strategized, and a lot of people just had to sit down and kind of sit still, and I just took that time to see um, how we can better serve our audience and how we can better serve our market, and with that, um, we've developed a lot. Um, I'm so proud of the brand itself. Um, again, through that, the merch was born. Um, we have... We have an amazing, amazing project that we'll be able to speak about soon. But, um, yeah, so, again, initially it, staggered. It, was, it, was, it was a stagnation. I thought that um, I would have covered a lot more than I did right now, but a lot of things didn't happen that I thought would have happened that I could have covered. Um, but in its own right, there were a lot of other happenings. So I don't really think that we, st we sat too still. Um, we used the time to, re to re re-strategize and reorganize. And... I think we're better than ever. I think we're back stronger. I think that um, I was looking at all the content that we've been able to produce in the past year, but let alone few, like three years. Let, you know, we've, we've been really, really hitting the ground, and I'm, I'm proud of that. So I like with that being said, I didn't let coronavirus, uh, I didn't let the pandemic um, affect me negatively. Um, I took the time, put the work in, and now I'm ready for everybody else to see it too. Mm -hmm. So once you go up and on the magazine, you can look at it. Uh, and if you're interested in more information, you can scroll all the way down. There you can see it. It's still on the screen. Um, you can contact them for uh, information if you want to advertise, if you want to be a writer, a contributor, a photographer. And I'm sure as they move forward, uh, they'll be doing maybe like audio brief audio programs and also video, videography and things like that. So it's all there it's, and it's very easy to uh, access. If you're interested, uh, as she mentioned, she's going to expand the merchandising line. So if you're interested, uh, obviously you do e-commerce. So how can people get the products that you have now and the products that you're going to be rolling out in the not-too-distant future? Sure. So they can go to our site, onthescenemagazine.com, backslash store, and um, virtually and, and literally it's all there. Once they click on it there, we're shipping um, nationally. Um, 
we accept all forms of payment. And if you're in a local area, I mean, you can you can also contact me, send me an email, and I'll drop it off to avoid a shipping cost for you. So <laughs> I'm doing that for the local tri-state area. Um, but, yeah, but if not, you can feel free to just check on our site, onthescenemagazine.com backslash store. What type of short-term, intermediate, and then long-term goals have you set for the publication? Thanks for asking that. Um, the short-term goal is to just make sure that we are accessible, that we are up-to-date, and that we are timely um, providing the information that we want to convey and publish. Um, you said a mid-term goal. Yeah, the intermediate and then the long-term. Yeah. Um, a mid-term goal would be to, an intermediate goal is to, as you, we just spoke about, was to, uh, what to be to expand with our videography and some more other services. Um, have something that I really want to. I'd like to. I'd like to be a content uh, a provider, like um, have a service to provide content writers for other people. Um, but my long-term goal that I would love to see happen within the next two years. Um, two. I, don't, I think five is too long. Five is too long. Um, but again, as my family, it's been our legacy to always provide um, information that is of, of substance, and I really want to um, penetrate. Um, our jail system, because I think that uh, people that are incarcerated can heavily and can heavily and highly benefit from the information that we convey in our in our magazine. So what I want to think is, I, I want to develop an app um, that they if they have app they have iPads or some type of devices up there that they utilize. But I would love to create an app so that um, our incarcerated um, population can get this information they need and not information that is not valuable to them or resourceful to them in any way. That's something that's near and dear to me to helping um, underprivileged people in any kind of ways that I can. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have any plans for linkages, forming partnerships, or uh, a mutual, for lack of a better, better term, like a mutual agreement or cooperative type of arrangement? Right. And so I'm going to step back. Well, I do. I do. But I want to step back because I have a long-term goal, too. I would right. ultimately, I would just love to be um, like a media maven. I love what Kathy Hughes has done. So I would love to expand beyond um, just a magazine and, and, and print. I would love to expand into um, visual uh, media to uh, movies to on stage plays, uh, books. It's all incorporation of, of media because that's something I really, really admire and I really want to do. Mm -hmm. But to your next question, absolutely. Um, I think that partnerships are very important. I think that they're critical. Um, and I think that there are numerous um, organizations that I would love to partner with that I think that um, would be beneficial to us, um, for all of us um, that we serve. Um, for instance, um, I'm a member, but I'd like to, to develop more of the relationship with the PABJ, mm -hmm. um, PABJ. Um, and in PA with somebody that I just um, reco uh, reconnected yes, with. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I grew up with NNPA. I went to most of the um, conferences. I'm not sure if I was in Norfolk. I don't think I was at that one, but I went to numerous. Um, mm. But even my uh, Chamber of Commerce is um, just multiple organizations. I think that there is strength in numbers, and I think that we as Unseen Magazine can. Um, offer a great benefit by being a resource and being um, another mouthpiece, if you will, for some of these organizations and, and kind of disseminating information. Mm -hmm. Anything that we haven't covered that you want to 
uh, share with our viewers and listeners about yourself or On The Scene magazine before we let you go? Um, you asked a lot of good questions, but I just like to say that um, I'm just, I know that I'm truly blessed to have grown up in, in media. Um, it's truly like ink in my blood, and it's something that um, I'm thankful for, the, my, my family's legacy, and I just wanted to continue it, and hopefully I have two sons, maybe one if not both of them, <laughs> will continue in the family's footsteps as well, but this is something that is really near and dear to me. It's my passion and my purpose. And my ambition in life, my ambition in life is to be a walking resource, and I think I'm doing that through Want to See Magazine. Or I'd like to. Okay. All right. Give us your URL again, and also your email in case somebody wants to contact you about a specific issue or question or topic. Sure. So you can catch the site. The site is www.onthescenemagazine.com. And if anyone would like to reach out to me, feel free. It's fswarren at onthescenemagazine.com. That's S is in Sophia or Sam. <laughs> Warren at onthescenemagazine.com. Okay. Thank you for uh, what you're doing. It's, it's, much, it's much needed. Uh, thank you for continuing your family's legacy. Because like I said, um, the Philadelphia New Observer was a real powerful organ in this area and it was really like heart-wrenching when it when it stopped because you had so many so many talented people writing and working and, and doing things there uh and it there's still a void there really absolutely absolutely well god will and i'll be able to fill that void <laughs> stay strong and we'll be in contact in the future Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eunice. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And we thank Sophia Warren Moore for taking time out to be our guest on this edition of Akko Ben, the Warhorn. And as always, this is Junius Ricardo Stanton wishing each and every one of you love, peace, health, prosperity, wisdom, power, but most of all, courage. The courage to find meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in your life so that you evolve into all that the creator intends for you to be and your life manifests magnificently as the creator working in and through you in a divine partnership you make a fabulous contribution to the collective till next time stay well stay strong